If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy, and it's April. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake, because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty cake, except no substitute. Hello and welcome to the Must Hear Music Podcast. We are here uh, doing the year-end edition, so we're doing the must-hear albums, songs, mixtapes, whatevers and what-have-yous of uh, 2016. (laughs) I didn't bring any what-have-yous. I think I might. I brought enough what-have-yous for everyone, so don't worry (laughs) about that. Uh, my name is Joe Lynch, and I'm here with Jason Lipschutz. What's up, man? And Natalie Weiner. Hey. And uh, thanks for joining me, guys. I'm Thank excited. You for this having is great. Us. You know what's great? I don't know any of the 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 songs or albums or whatever that you guys want to talk, talk about. about our yeah, own we've done. Albums. No, I know, but I I don't know like what your your respective picks are. Oh, and I'm I li- sure and you I like, can guess and I like what it they that, are. that way. I actually can't. I don't know. I feel hmm. like I feel like I could guess some of Natalie's, but Joe's <laughs> what does that Joe's mean? Joe's I'm just so like predictable. Well, no, I mean, you just I don't know. Maybe you stand harder than than Joe, and that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So you wear your loves on your sleeve. I'm just trying to go- I'm trying to look at my emails I'm always to see what I say. Again, my sleeves are covered, sort of. Anyways, well, but there's p- sleeves on a cardigan. That's Joe's. True. Never mind. Doesn't matter. Um, okay, so yeah, 2016, a terrible year. But a lot of good music oh, this hey. year. Uh, surprisingly, it's very eclectic. I, I mean, I have to say, like, why fuck? I can't remember. Ooh, we should cut that word out. Um, <laughs> I can't remember the last time that there's been there's been a lot of years where I've been like, oh, what a good year for music. But it's like very eclectic this year. Like a lot of genres that I'm usually not kind of paying attention to have given me things I've enjoyed this year. Like. Um, just to start off with one, I'm not like super country, but I love the Marin Morris. Like that Me album too. is so sure. good. Me too. The song Rich and My Church are just like bangers, like so much fun to listen to. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, what, what, let's, let's chat about that for a second. I mean, I think Marin really just succeeded. She came with something that was so cohesive and so polished and so well put together. Like it's, it was just hard to top as far as country albums or albums, period. I think it was certainly up there for me as like one of my top ones. Like, you know, maybe I'm not like Marin Morris is the most genius artist of our time, but yeah. that album is one that I listen to over and over and over yeah. and over and over again. You know, it's just like really good songs. One, one of the things I like about the Marin album is that I think My Church is just like a clear standout, like one of the singles of the year. And, you know, I, I'm a big Casey Musgraves fan, and one of the things that I, I'm waiting for her is that that kind of like overwhelming single that kind of stands out mm. and I, I love like follow your arrow is a great song and biscuits is a great song but i don't think something has like that kind of center of gravity as my church and right. the rest the rest of the album the rest of hero um is great it's a great listen but like i i like having that like go-to like phenomenal single that that just is an right. introduction i don't know for me like that's not even like that's not my favorite song of hers really i mean it's good but it's just it's a little Nah, it's just kind of 
Uh, there's some other songs that are so much more like nuanced in a clever way, you know. Like yeah. I like it; it's fun. But like, "Rich" is such a good song. Like that's just like you know, yeah, song- it's relatable and it's like, but it's still very pop, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's yeah, got I mean, a I bit think- more of a narrative to it. That's probably why I like it so much. Like I loved Shania Twain's "Come On Over" growing up, but I'm not like a huge country listener otherwise. Mm-hmm. So I think anything that kind of like crosses that like country yeah, pop, pop crossover. Thing. Um, like very clean production. Yes, you yes. Know, sing-along sort Strip of. Strip down, but yeah, like. construction. I mean, it's very Sheryl Crow. And you ask her, she'll yeah. say, I love Sheryl Crow. I want to be the next Sheryl Crow. Like, she's not hiding that. You know, uh, you can hear that in the album. It's definitely like extreme Sheryl redux. Mm-hmm. I love it. Shout out to Sheryl. Um, Who's also working on new music right now, I believe. Well, don't care about that. <laughs> just, just kidding. We do, but that's not best not, of 2016. I know, okay, okay, sorry. So that is not on top. Adding Natalie. some wow. industry insight. Ooh, Joe. okay, yeah. Well, you heard it here first. It's not here first. <laughs> She's been tweeting about it. Then you whatever. didn't hear it here first. You might have heard. You might have heard it here first. Well, what have you guys, I mean, so we're approaching the end of the year. What are the ones, well, here, this is what I want to ask. Is there anything that you hadn't been listening to throughout this year that you kind of circled back to at the very end? Um, you know, I do that a lot where I'll kind of yeah. like in the back of my mind, like, oh, I should listen to that. And then I don't bother till the end right. of the year. And then I get back to it and I'm like, oh, actually, I love this. Um like, for me, the Marin was one of those I only recently, like, the last month got into it. Right. The car seat headrest, because I had yeah. listened to some of his early oh, yeah. stuff. and you asked me. You were like, I found it process? annoying, yeah. but I really do like the new album okay, a lot. Okay, good, because I, 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 Joe, like, um, like uh, messaged me one day and was like, is this car seat headrest album worth checking out? And I was like, yeah, it really is. So I'm glad, I'm glad like I did. It. It's very clever. Yeah, it's great. Um, really enjoyable. And uh, blah, blah, blah. But what are ones that you guys have circled around to that you had kind of been avoiding or just hadn't got around to listening to? I'll let I defer to Natalie. Yeah. I don't really have albums like that because I've been sort of bad about like checking out new stuff. I mean, sort of, I don't even want to really talk about Kanye because of everything. I don't know what the state of things will be by the time (laughs) this goes live, but it's just like, I mean, that album. You know, politics aside, it was a great album, and you yeah, know, I sort good. of it definitely fell out of my personal rotation a little bit. But then I thought about it again, and I was I mean, like, "Yeah, as a whole, it's kind of such a sprawling mess, but in a good way." But I mean, I still listen to like Ultralight Beam. I listen to at least once a week. Like, it's yeah. such a beautiful, good, wonderful song. It is, and uh, you know, Fade is just an incredible. Fade. I mean, when you line. listen, you're just like, it's still the songs are so arresting. You know, like even mm-hmm. if you don't like them, it's just like you put them on, and it's like, whoa, like I'm awake now. You know, like <laughs> there's something crazy happening here. Maybe crazy good, and maybe crazy bad, but it's certainly like really compelling. I mean, like, do I like all the lyrics? No, but like, I love Father Stretch My Hands Part One, mm-hmm. and like, you know, I love Fade. I, I don't know. They're just, they're good. And so that was one that I was just kind of like, oh, this really is one of the top albums of the year for me. 
One of the things, so um, for me, I, I spent a lot of Thanksgiving weekend looking over like, uh, or listening, looking over, listening to albums that I kind of missed that were starting to get into like, not even year end, but I was just kind of looking through like different sites and seeing like Metacritic and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I discovered a lot of stuff, but the one that's like going to be in my top 10 is uh, the one that I feel like is kind of getting the resurgence on all the year end lists, which is Pine Grove. Uh, Cardinal, and they're this uh, this band from Montclair, New Jersey. Shout out to <laughs> to New Jersey. Um, and I just love I love this album so much. I don't know if I've been listening to it. Heard it. Now, tell me, uh, tell me more. It's it's just it's very unique in in the sense that it's the um, the lead singer whose name is Evan, and I'm blanking on his last name. Um, he has this sort of folk vocal delivery. Uh, and he his songwriting is very much like very detailed in the way of of like a country singer or a folk singer, mm-hmm. but um, and the the rest of the band does kind of have that little folk rock vibe, but it also is like some of the songs wouldn't sound out of place in terms of the production and the arrangements on like a pop punk album. Um, I just think it's a really interesting mix, and it's a super short album. It's only eight songs. It's a little under thirty minutes, and. Um, I just think it's one of those things where you... I've been listening to it nonstop over the past couple of weeks. I saw... I, like, went out of my way to see them live since uh, since then. They played in New York last week. And, yeah, I just, like, I'm really, like, entranced by this album. It's it's just, like... there's no, it's a good word. Yeah. No, I mean... Quite I just, a verb. I know, I know. It's just... It's something... It's it's something that like I've kind of burrowed into, and I I remember wow, like, you're entranced and burrowing <laughs> at the same time. You know, it's Lots not hard. Word it's not it's not hard to it's not hard to do both. Um, but <laughs> find you a man that can yeah, do both. exactly. Uh, anyway, sorry. no, but uh, no, it's just I, it's funny because I've been seeing it pop up more and more on on year end list. Like I think it was on the pitchfork list and pretty high on the spin list, and I, I think a lot of people are kind of getting around to it as well. I think it's kind of a, a great word of mouth record and I hope mm-hmm. people listening to this podcast get around to it because it's really great. Yeah. I'd be interested to see what you actually think of it. Joe, I'll, as like I'll check big, it out. Yeah. As like a, cause you're like a folk guy, I would say. Um, I narrowed my eyes as you say that I, I like folk. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not like one on. of my, well, I really? like it. Yeah. I mean, okay, I, well. certain folk artists I like a lot, but it's not a, not a go-to. It's yeah. It's not a go. I mean, like I love Joni Mitchell, but she does folk and a lot of other stuff. Yeah. I mean, like in terms of contemporary folk, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I just, it goes uh, goes hit and miss. You know. Well, there you go. Like once you veer into just like because he's wearing a cardigan doesn't mean he likes folk music, Jason. <laughs> just because I used to be one of the Kingsmen doesn't mean. <laughs> what does that mean? Kings and Trio <laughs> with like a college. That's okay. why I said because cardigan. They like. Played colleges in the fifties and sixties and wore sweaters. Oh yeah, okay. No, I was actually just reading about them in that Grammy piece that I did. Yeah, they won a ton of Grammys and Mm -hmm. sold a ton of albums back in the day. Now no one like thinks about them. They are. Those are the most interesting. I know. Those are always like, and I wish I could remember the name because this makes the story totally pointless. But um, I was looking up like the biggest selling artist of the nineteen twenties was someone who like you Google his name and you can like barely find anything about him. Like it's just stuff like that is so fascinating. I mean Herb Alpert, yo, he's like one of the best-selling artists of the well, yeah. Universe. That's uh, you. You go through old vinyl stacks. It's that Whipped Cream and Other Delights album. It's like every other, every other copy, every other yeah. LP. Um, this is a strange, 
Yeah, sure. we're we're going like okay, into like fifty, sixty year old music. Not, yeah. You know what? Joe and I are both old at heart, so it's very true. Um, um. Anyways, so okay, so yes, so you gave one. I sort of gave you one. you in, sort Kanye. of endorsed Kanye. Yes. Um, I'm gonna go for the one that is is my number one, and also the one that I'm sure Jason oh, cool. can guess. Um, the Anani album, Hopelessness. Oh, okay. That's your number one album. The, yes, uh. it's just like it's it's just such. Um, so, anyways, Joe. it's <laughs> anyway, disappointed. That's what? crazy. Why? Anyways, so, for years, uh, there was uh, a band, Anthony and the Johnsons, who I, I really liked. Um, kind of like baroque, sort of indie pop. Uh, <laughs> this year, Anani released uh, her first album. And the spelling is because uh, it's kind of hard to Google. A N O H N I. The album is called Hopelessness, and it's just it's a totally original, like completely unlikely album. Um, and I say unlikely because like the themes are so weighty and hefty, um, but the music is so beautiful and really like it's like shimmering uh, kind of synth pop. Some of the stuff is like almost danceable, and yet the themes are these really dark uh, things. The the main song everyone's been talking about at the year end is Drone Bomb Me. Um, and another one is called Four Degrees. And I love Four Degrees. Four Degrees might four be degrees. my favorite. But basically, like, so Drone Bomb Me is, is a, a plea, you know, it, it's from the perspective of, um, of someone in the Middle East who's kind of romantically begging to be drone bombed and, you know, basically killed. The idea, but the idea is, like, exploring kind of American or even in a general sense, like, Western culpability and just, like, any person who lives in this world, you know, whether or not you're for or against war, like we all live and benefit in the society that mm-hmm. carries out these atrocities, you know, right. even on so, even what whatever. Anyways, without getting on a soapbox, um, so it's like, how do you kind of like come to terms with your role in that? Right. Um, similarly, four degrees is him like cheering on global warming, which, as far as we know, you know, within a hundred years is going to make it so a vast, if not majority, but a ton of species just, like, go extinct because, like, there won't be enough water and they will, you know, just dehydrate and trees will fall and da-da-da. Anyways, again, without getting on a soapbox. Thanks, Joe. Uh, But it's it's a very, it's a clever way of doing it. So she takes this perspective of, like, cheering on this death, the destruction and climate change to kind of, like, make you confront the reality of it um, and kind of make you realize that, like, yeah, these are, like, things that are happening or that will happen, um, and you know how do we kind of deal with the intrinsic guilt in that? And, and I just say it's so weird because usually stuff like that I would be like, oh god, that's so heavy, and like I'll listen to it, but then I'll never want to listen to it again. But it's like the music is so beautiful that you end up returning to this <laughs> insanely heavy material, and it's just it's such a crazy trick. Like how anyone can pull that off is just astonishing. So for for politics and just for like repeat listenability, that's. My number one. Wow. Well, um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm glad you really like it. I am. I, I my so backstory. I don't know if uh, I've I've discussed this with Joe. Anthony the Johnsons is one of my all time favorite artists, and I like have a an Anthony the Johnsons T shirt at home. And me so in college, uh, uh, Chris Payne of Billboard as well. Chris Payne and I went to an Anthony the Johnsons uh, show. And uh, we were we were very emotional together. It was lovely. Um, oh, I thought that was going to be where the story turned to the no. bad part. <laughs> uh, I'm a huge Anthony the Johnsons fan. Uh, I'm was really disappointed in this album. Uh, Shaking my head. I know. Well, I, I I mean I agree with everything you said, ex- except that I think 
the lyrics are are not to my liking. Let's just call it that. I, I think it's a very admirable album in terms of trying something radically new. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, there's that song, oh, like that's called Obama in the middle, and yeah. it's just it's it's I I can't even take it. Anyway, this is the best of 2016. I don't mean to crap all over your favorite no that's album. We, this is but a discussion but, but that's the thing is that i i i just can't get past the lyrics because it's it it kind of it's it's a bummer it, it kind of ruins the whole thing for me but what can you say so don't bump me don't bump me blow me from the mountains into the sea blow me from the side Blow my head off, explode my crystal guns, lay my purple on the ground. Well, in the spirit of talking about activism, I mean, I feel like YG deserves a mention. Yeah, so brazy. You know? Yeah, Great I mean, album. I just think, like, for me, you know, fuck Donald Trump came out and everybody was kind of like, ha ha, like, this yeah. is a joke kind of you know like nobody really took it seriously when it dropped just because of because it was yg and just the tone of the way they rolled it out but you listen to it and it's like all the things he says are legit you know like he's like i like white people but i don't like you like that's literally Mm -hmm. the way the song starts and it's just like the way he talks about trump is so frank and so astute and he really touches on like a lot of the issues that are troubling about the fact that this is a person that we've elected, you know, and he was doing this before he was actually elected, way before, way before. you know, yeah. before it really even seemed urgent to address Donald Trump, mm-hmm. YG released this song, and it's only become, like, it's really become more significant with time, I think, and it's in my top ten for sure, because I think it's just, like, it takes guts to be a commercial artist and to take a stand, and you can see that in the fact that yep. he stands alone, really, as far as people who are on major labels, who have openly said like this is a song that i'm going to release as a commercial single saying fuck donald trump like that's yeah you know that's brave and it's just you know like i said he's only one you know and that Mm -hmm. that means something yeah it's a good i mean the whole album's really good too like it's just um i i love like the reinvent i still love the reinvention of yg after like such a weird beginning with tooted and booted and then you have my crazy life just an awesome album and now he's continuing with it so yeah good yeah, pick no he's great he's like he's an interesting guy another um album that kind of falls into the since we're going on the activism route <clears throat> excuse me that i i loved was the blood orange freetown sound album mm-hmm. and that's unlike the on and the i mean the on the album is very like i think it's clever in the way it approaches politics but it's very explicitly political mm-hmm. um i mean the the blood orange album is as well but it's very personal too right i think it's it's more like less about a cause and more about like kind of a a creative spirit like coming to terms with you know these kind of unfathomable like sad realities of life um but at the same time you know the music is beautiful very gorgeous danceable um in that kind of like more like shoulder dance like you sit in one spot and you kind of like gyrate (laughs) your shoulders to it and who doesn't need more of that joe is acting out yeah i like this describing yeah keep these shoulders going um so i that was one of my favorites definitely um i mean yeah what about what about you guys Thoughts on that I one? mean, my blood yeah. orange experience, like, 
I didn't get super, super into the album, but at Panorama, I saw him, and he did a Love Supreme, uh, the John Coltrane song. Wow. That's really pandering to you. (laughs) I'm just trying to appreciate the artist that you brought up, Joe. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and it was really lovely. I mean, he did it. It was jazz-y, but not like, Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't like he switched into bebop. It was just like playing this song, which is one of Coltrane's sort of more ethereal whatever jam oriented compositions um but yeah it was great and i was like i appreciate you great live artist uh blood orange and yeah i I love this album i think it's um a little tiny bit too long but i I think that there's so many highs that i don't even really mind it i can agree with that i think there's yeah i mean there's a lot of albums this year i would say like like i love the kanye again probably could lose a couple tracks um, Facts. I love Charlie the uh, the Frank Ocean. That's another one that I might shave down a little See, bit. I didn't like Frank Ocean. Um, even honestly, the Chance the Rapper. Like I thought, Coloring what? Book was a little not too long. But there's a, little, a few yeah. self indulgent tracks, but I think only as many as any normal album. That one seems pretty tight to me. Speaking but. of good albums, though, that definitely are way too long and have titles that are too long, uh, the 1975 album, yeah. which I liked. Like, I liked their first album. My. I thought it was good. But the new one um, is great. So much on it is, like, genuinely innovative and Yay. original for, like, rock and, like, alternative pop. Um, but, man, I mean, that album is, like, to listen to in one sitting is, like, unlikely, I would right. say. Yeah. I mean... I, I wasn't going to bring them up just to talk about, like, another white guy band in, mm-hmm. after Pine Grove. But, yeah, the 1975 is my number one album of the year. Really? Yeah. I just think it's, uh, like... So what What about it makes it your number one? Um, I think that there are, like... Is it I, that Matt's cute? Is <laughs> that what... <laughs> it's mostly because Maddie is so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I I just think that... I agree with you that it's it's way too self-indulgent but i think it kind of fits with the entire attitude totally of the I, album. I think it kind of benefits from yeah. the self-indulgence in a lot uh, of ways i think that there are like five contenders for song of the year on that one album i just think that like seriously <laughs> i just like love was, me is is astounding like yeah. love me change of heart somebody else the mm-hmm. sound like i think they're yeah. all just like perfect songs and yes. yeah i i mean by far the the album I've listened to the most. Obviously, it came out early in 2016, but mm-hmm. um, it really took me to, took me by surprise because I didn't love their first album. And uh, yeah, it's just it's so wacky and so like so like in on itself, but can actually back it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I love it. I mean, I guess at some point we'll have to get there. So there's two ones. There's no way we can avoid. So let's let's ch- you know check one off the uh, list right now. Billboard's number one album of the year. Uh, probably. I mean, I said Anani is my favorite, but if I'm like being like, what was the best album of the year? Like it hmm. definitely was Beyonce's wow. nominated. I just think. Joe I mean, take. there's no way around. You know, it's it's just like a it's a it's a firm solid like creative artistic statement and yeah. it's just like endlessly listenable and like how often do you get those the answer is no not that it's often. so 
I love it. I'm really interested to see some of the backlash. Like some of the people I've talked to about it, they're like, oh no, not another list with lemonade as number one. It's like, huh. okay, well, why? And they say sandcastles. You know, it's like that one song. Right. So I'm just like, no, I mean, yeah, that song's not great, but. Only reason for not yeah. thinking, like every album has a not right. great even, song. Right. Even if you name like so. most greatest albums of all time, there's one there's you can a highlight song. as yeah. like kind of a meh song. Yep. Um, and I think that's fine. It's forgivably meh. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's supposed to, if you, you're you watching the movie, it's all about tracing this narrative. Right. And to me, it completely makes sense with the kind of story that she's trying to tell, you know. I mean, it's really more of a movie musical than it is, like, an album album, you know. Yeah. I so, mean, I think if you're talking about, like, stuff with Contender for Song of the Year, like, Sorry, Hold Up, Formation, mm-hmm. um, you know, Pray You Catch Me. I mean, those are all just, freedom. like... freedom. Freedom, you know, yeah, like some of the absolute best that have come out this year. The one with Jack White is so cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. It's, it's a great <laughs> album. Yeah. You seem, you seem more meh. On Lemonade? Yeah. I mean, it's not like one of my, I, I, my take on it is that it's like a very good album, but not like an excellent album. But like, I, I also get it that like why people like it's it's cool. Like, I like Beyonce. I think that it's cool that like she's more than anything. I think it's cool that she's come into her own as an album artist that makes not to say that her previous albums weren't like full albums but like her last two albums were so fully formed and thought out conceptually that they're more interesting to me than like even though personally like if if you're like jason you're on a desert island you can only pick one beyonce album to listen to i honestly might pick four but like That's a terrible choice. I, I mean, fine. But like, B Day is <laughs> better you. than four. I was gonna say B Day is probably B-day like is so good. Yeah, I that's probably B-day. my go-to. Well, there you go. Guys. Especially I want to listen to extended version, I the remix listen, that has check up on it. I want to listen to End of Time until the end of time. Oh, um, but that's the thing is that like I think that I am always interested in artists who are making bold and mm. fascinating ideas come to life and she's doing that like even i honestly didn't like i've listened to lemonade a bunch of times i haven't found myself like returning to it which is i i guess why i'm a little bit lower on mm-hmm. it than you guys but again like, like a, a lot of the songs have been coming to my regular rotation either as like a waking up music or like going pre-party music like yeah, <laughs> yeah. um no i mean it's just such a like like people have talked a lot about solange um Two, as far as sort of great mm-hmm. albums of the year and I'm gonna just go right with the temptation to compare them because I think there's a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah. similarities well, just as far they as they are sisters also yes, I think that's I, a fair enough I under I more. don't but I you know they could be completely different artists but they're not yeah. they're both sort of tapping into like the more experimental side of R&B sure. um and I think for me the thing that makes Beyonce so much more just really exceptional is the fact that she took so many risks and clearly like really pushed herself in a way that was like you that she doesn't have to do beyonce does not have to care she doesn't have to work she doesn't have to push herself but she when she does the results are insane because she's a genius you know it's like Mm. what what came out of that album is just like you know, it's the kind of thing, it stands out alone this year because she's the kind of artist that stands alone, as we saw from, like, you know, her VMA's performance, yeah. her Super Bowl performance. Yeah. She just simply has the kind of musical command and creativity that is, you know, once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. 
And I, I think, I mean, yeah, without, I knew this was going to happen, but without talking about Beyonce forever, mm-hmm. um, I think it is, like, a, a real achievement that, like, you're right, like, at this point, people are kind of in the the backlash mode where they're, you know, being like, oh, well, why is it number one on every list? It's not actually that good. Like, I think, like, and Jason is going to hate this, but rewind back to four, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that Beyonce album. Like, at that point, like, her relevance and, like, creative powers, like, as in terms of, like, a someone who's going to be around forever, like, yep. didn't seem assured. Like, totally. it really did seem like she might, maybe not fall off the map, but, like, you know, not be, like, changing the cultural conversation. And this is, like, the exact opposite. Like, she is in complete command of her image. She is, like, leading the charge in terms of, like, pop artists being yes. political or even just, like, self-expression. Um, and that's a really, like, that isn't, now we take it as a given because it happened, but, like, that didn't need to be that way. It is that way because she like worked at it because she right. planned it out. She thought about it and she worked hard. I mean, usually it. we don't find artists that reach a point where they are completely creatively free and also literally at the center of every spotlight. Like yep. that intersection is so rare yeah. and she's there. Like she's in total control. You know, there's nothing, you know, I'm, Maybe a Beyonce scandal will erupt, but it seems like they're all manufactured by her to further, like, her own career. So, you know, it seems sort of unlikely at this point. But I think that's sort of the theme with all of the consensus albums of the year, which is total and creative freedom and the, the limitlessness that comes with that. If you think of someone like Frank Ocean, Kanye West... David Bowie even, Chance the Rapper, like the all of these artists whose albums are being considered the best albums of the year yeah. don't really have those kind of expectation in terms of, you know, they like especially Chance the Rapper, he can do whatever the heck he wants. Kanye's gonna do whatever the heck he wants. Do you think that Chance the Rapper can do whatever he wants? I mean he's oh, totally. an up and coming star still. Yeah. You know, I don't I think know if he can, but he did though he, yeah. with this. He did something great. I don't know if it was without risk. You know, I think that he has more to lose than Beyonce does on an album. Yeah, you know, that's true. True, true. Um, well, now you mentioned him. Let's also talk about Bowie. Um, <laughs> you know, early, probably you know, like the first grade album of the year. I thought this is another one where, um, and I feel like too often, like this happens where an artist dies and so their last album you know like gets a lot of praise maybe unjustly I, that's not the case with it i think black star is like genuinely like one of the best rock albums for sure probably one of the best albums period of the year several songs on it i found myself return the first track certainly like returning to for just pleasure listening like you know oh, it's, oh, it's a oh. weird sound but it's a very enjoyably weird atmospheric listening. sound <laughs> but you know there's, there's some things where you like listen to so you're like all right i'm gonna you know, experience this album that everyone's talking about, but then it's like, what do you actually return to, like when you're like stressed yeah. out or well, whatever? You know, what's funny is that. So I'm I'm curious as to like what album and kind of going off the Bowie path for a second, like what albums or a- album or albums do you guys think of like as a chore this year that were kind of critically beloved? Mm, that is a good question Be- because none of like. Not to sound like a hipster, like I didn't, I didn't really find myself returning to a lot of the. Obviously, I'm not a big fan of the 
this Kanye album or the last Kanye album that made that pretty clear. Um, but like even even like the Frank Ocean left me a little bit cold. Oh, yeah, no, I hate the Frank Ocean album. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed that a lot. I didn't think. I mean, I hear what you're saying, chore, but uh, whatever. Um, no, sorry, what? But no, but I was just curious as to like which of those albums you guys. It sounds like Frank Ocean for you. What about you, Joe? Um, <clears throat> I'm looking at Billboard's best album of the year list right now. What's the top? So I can 10? give you. Yeah, read answer. the top ten. Give me a second, guys. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at it. Um. Oh, another one. I this is not a tour album. But I the the Young Thug Jeffrey. That's what, another one that um, I didn't get around to until later in the year mm. that I absolutely loved. It's more, very good. A lot more than I thought I would. Well, there you go. Um. All right, chore albums. <laughs> Sorry, there's, there's too much dead space. Someone talk about something they really liked. Uh, um, oh, okay. Here's one as I see it. Um, and I hate to say it, uh, but the the weekend. I actually thought, and I love the weekend, bleh. but like, I think it just it's a com- it's a little too long, and it's a lot of what we've it's heard also from the weekend before. Um, and uh, so that's that's one for me. What about what about you guys? Chore albums. <sighs> The radio had a little bit, I would say. Oh, I like that one. As that great as I thought it was, I think Burn the Witch is incredible, and then I think hmm. it like slowly like loses steam. Um, okay, here are here's Billboard's top ten. Yeah, let's now. do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say, and you guys scream your approval or disapproval. Okay. Um, I'll Andr- scream. <laughs> Anderson Pac Malibu. Boo! Oh, that's one of my oh, favorite. Wow, one of, one of my favorite albums of the year. I would All right, say well let's two let's have list. a little discussion then. What's we've got a boo and a favorite you really album. don't like that album? I'm interested. Why? Lazy misogyny. Same oh, reason wow. I hate The Weeknd and Drake all in the same category for me. I do appreciate Anderson Pock's aesthetic and like, you know, I like knowledge, the producer he works with primarily, I love him, but it's just like the lyrics are so gross. If you could yeah, like, that's true. If I call you a bitch, it's cause you're my bitch. Like, no, that's not, <laughs> it's not nice. my scene. Yeah, that's very fair. I mean, same with Young Thug. That album is very gross in parts. I mean, that's really what has turned me off about Kanye is that like, um, I don't even like the, one of the first songs on Life of Pablo is like the bleach bleach. Yeah, let's say let's no, call I mean, it the bleach gross. line. Yeah. and I'm just like, yeah, it's good I'm so gross. off. I'm so out on it already. Like I just like it's gross. But for me, the like aesthetic innovations like allow me to overlook those a little bit. Although it still grosses me out, and I feel conflicted. But that's been an issue with Kanye forever. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think you're right. Um, about that, the one thing I would say in in Thug's defense is that his misogyny is like I don't even know like they call misogyny. So... It's just like it's just like explicit sexuality, right. and I think that's different than kind of like a casual like sexism. It's just like lazy. I think that's maybe a little more insidious, you yeah. know, than someone talking about like eating out an ass. It's right. like that just is what it is, you know. <laughs> it's maybe more offensive to people. On. No, but I it's don't... not inherently I mean, wrong. I agree. Like Pick Up the Phone <laughs> is one of my top songs of the year. I adore that song and it's Young Thug, Quavo and Travis Scott. Like I don't even like Travis Scott, but that song is so good and I personally find it very romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's right. sweet. Never will I cheat on you, never will I commit treason. Aww. Like that's I nice. Think it's a good line. Surprisingly romantic hip hop album this year. Uh, one of your faves, Kevin Gates. Kevin. Kevin. Love yeah. that album. Joe oh. hates Kevin. But I'm not, I don't hate Kevin. I'm not gifted. a big fan. He's gifted. He's gifted. You just, I yeah. mean, he's crazy, but he's gifted. It's, you know, 
often those things go together. He is absolutely, that is absolutely true. Uh, what else we got in the All top right. 10? So let's move on. That was number 10. Number nine, we've talked about Marin Morris, Hero. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, these are, so this is the uh, Billboard. It's uh, democratically elected. <laughs> Billboard's 50 best albums of 2016. We are counting down the top 10, and this was, yes, democratically elected amongst Billboard staffers. So while all of us voted in this, we didn't we have didn't final get say. Our, yeah. And, uh, you know, in, I would say probably most of our cases, maybe our favorites aren't even in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, no, that's not true, because the number one is something we all love, yeah. except for except Jason. Jason. Yes, um, he's uh, a Beyonce hater. Or he yeah. only likes four. Yeah. He only Attention likes her commercially Beehive. least successful uh, album. Jason First of all, I said like that Beyonce. the album's very good. I would say the exact same thing I'm for the self-titled. I'm just letting them know, you know? Um, they need to be guided. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> right, yeah, you can find him at... No, uh, okay, the next one is the 1975 album, yeah. which we have talked about. Um, I've already hit most of these. Solange, Seat of the Table is number seven. Uh, here's one we haven't called. Or wait, is there? Am I skipping one? Okay, uh, the Tribe album, Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, great album. That is a good album. I, th- yeah, I mean, okay. What do you guys think about it? I like haven't listened to it as much, but I think it was just so great to hear them. I don't know. Yeah. It made me so happy. Like you know, they're incredible musicians. And- Any anything that is like that includes like a Busta Rhymes renaissance. I am all in on. So. Right, oh, he's incredible. Yeah, he's great and on he that album. Looks like it's—I don't know if you've seen him live. Like he's so fit, it's crazy. I know. Good for yeah. him. It's just like Jacked. nuts. Well, there was that thing where he like punched somebody in a gym. Yeah, um, like I don't know him and Madonna just like must be like lifting weights all day together, <laughs> just <laughs> like high fiving and lifting weights. That's just all I they hope do. That they're friends. That would be great. That would be nice. Um, number five on our the Billboard list is Frank Ocean's Blonde, which again, we've <sighs> talked about. Uh, David Bowie Blackstar's number four. We talked about that one too. Chance the Rapper Coloring Book, which we hit on. Uh, we've already, okay, number two is Life of Pablo, which we talked about. Lemonade is number one. So yeah. let me see if there's anything on this that we, oh, Rihanna's Auntie or Anti, yeah, number love 11. I loved that. And that was, <clears throat> that was such an interesting um, rollout because I feel like everyone, it, it was just so like, it was coming out and then it wasn't coming yeah. out. When you say interesting, I would say maddening, but. <laughs> yeah, maddening, messy. Like, I think everyone was kind of expecting, because usually what happens, at least with the movies, when the, there's such a weird release, that means like it's Something's bad and they're wrong. trying to fix yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that's what everyone was expecting with this. And then instead, we got this like really mature like great album where like we hear like like love on the brain is like a side of rihanna that we hadn't heard before and she sounds like absolutely phenomenal doing yep. it yeah and then, of course like work was a huge smash as much but like the first seven songs of that album i listened to like like went back and over yeah. and over and over the second the bottom half i didn't like as much but you know, needed me was it was interesting to me that work topped so many critical lists. Like to me, needed me is the clear like standout. On yeah, that I album love that one too. For, like, yeah. it's just it's so good. Mustard, um, DJ Mustard. On I was a, I was a huge fan of of that album. I love like everything about it. Um, elsewhere on our list, we've got uh, the Mitski, which I love. Yeah, good album. That yeah. was another kind of you know like the, the, one of the indie ones. I think um, I think it's called Fireworks. That's like lyrically yeah. one of my favorite songs of the year. With Mitski Fireworks, that one is like three minutes. Spend three minutes listening to it, people. <laughs> okay. It's good stuff. Done and done. Um, 
And uh, the Drake Views. We didn't talk about that. What? So blockbuster album. Drake's uh, biggest album yet. Um, I kind Yeah, for me, I really like kind of thought I was like, maybe his weakest record yet. Yeah. But obviously it's his biggest. So what do I know? Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think that it's 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 grasping it way too much. And I think that that's why it was so successful, honestly, which is like it had something for everybody. Right. But also wasn't like. I th- I thought it was I thought it was a step back for him creatively. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's definitely. just like he's so solidified his brand of Drakiness, and this is like a peak Drake album. Like every song is like, "This is me, Drake, saying Drake things over beats that sound like Drake." You know, it's yeah. just like there's no. No, there were like surprises on no, it. No, no surprises, no anything. And like, I hate Drake as it is. So, an album that's like peak Drake is just something that makes me feel really depressed. That said, I like Too Good. Even though I hate the lyrics, like, it's a fun song. There's a- I'm, you're not too good to anyone, Drake. I can guarantee it. Like- wow. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of. We should have a um, a Natalie barfing like sound effect on this podcast. Right. Like, you and the new Drake. Doing it. It's no, so- just like. Barf drop. Anyway. But, like, is that not gross? Like, I don't know. I just, ugh. Yeah. This whole vibe is so creepy. Like, I'm not. (laughs) It makes me really depressed. But, no, it's a huge commercial success. So, you know, the question has to be asked over and over and over again. Like, who are these people who love Drake? You know? Millions of people. Most people. Most people. I know. And why? And that's what I want to know. Well, I mean, I will say, you know, for someone who just said I didn't think the album was that great, like, it is, like, it's fine listening. Like, if it's on, you're not like, oh my God, turn this off. Like, is Drake easy listening rap? Is this kind of is? It's just like, it's it's not offensive. It's, you know, you can kind of get into it. Maybe lyrically, but like, musically, like, it doesn't, like, irritate. It's just like, Nice enough listening to put on in the background. Drake is rap smooth jazz. Oh my god! We've and I think code. yeah, it kind of just like appeals to you know everyone. Like everyone can be like, oh, this is pretty good. You know, it's like which you couldn't do like the Kanye album too no. polarizing. Young no. Thug too no. niche. You know, yeah. like Drake exactly Drake is right. Literally smooth jazz. That I, this For like has just Joe. We've just like answered all, right, all of my life's code. quandary. Um, okay, next on Billboard's list, this one I stand hard for. Uh, great debut. Debut? What did I just say? I don't know. Know. Anyways, You're, debut. It's been a long day. Um, it has been. Uh, Galantology. I loved that, and I saw him live. Absolutely astounding. Like, I just think, like, he's, like, one of the ones. And I could be wrong, but, like, I feel like w- he'll be here around for decades. Like, and Gold is just such decades. a... Decades? Wow. Well, what? I mean, he's, he's young, and I think I he's mean, a real talent. I mean, sold, like, three copies, but, you know, details. <laughs> Ouch, I mean, I'm just... Ouch. No, it's true. It's true. I just know because we talked about, you know, doing something bigger with him in the magazine, mm-hmm. and then it was just, like, there's just not the... The sales weren't there. That's yeah. too bad. I, I, lo- I think his voice is sounding, and the album is incredible. Maybe it was a promotional thing. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. know. I like yeah, it. I thought it was yeah. fantastic. Um, Sia, this is acting. That's what I, you know what, I'm, I I didn't like it as much as the Sia album previous, and yeah. I said that to someone and they jumped down my throat, but 
what, what would you? That's a strange thing to jump down. <laughs> like I don't know. Like Wait, who C- are the passionate Sia fans? Well, there are a lot of passionate yeah. Sia fans. Who? Believe you me. I don't uh, believe you. I, I want passionate Sia fans on Twitter right now to find Natalie. No, I'm kidding. Wow. No. Give her a thousand forms of fear. Anyway. I didn't no, say anything bad about Sia. I'm just curious. Um, no, I think this is acting is really good. I, I think that it had some really great singles. I, I, I thought it was better live than on the record myself, but... Mm-hmm. That's me. Anything that. that brings Sean Paul back to number one is Anything. Okay that was, yeah, 100%. Anything. Yeah, awesome. Um, Angel Olsen, My Woman, also on our list. I loved that one. That is, yeah, like, that's kind of folk music I like. Yeah. I mean, that's also, see, that falls into my, my sweet spot of, like, depressing music that is very enjoyable. Like, it's pleasurable, <laughs> depressing. Like, it's like when you're sad, you listen to it, and it's the depression, like, mirrors your own, and it makes you feel better about your own sadness. So, if like you were a, such a person like that, Angel Olsen, My Woman, definitely worth okay. seeking out. Um, let's look at what else we got on our list. The Ariana Grande album. I loved that. I think You Indie better. Forever is, Boy. That's the Forever best Forever Boy is it's incredible. one of my top ten songs So good. Of the year. So beautiful. Like, Indie was probably my favorite song of the year. Really? I know. It's, it's, but it's just so good. It's I like New like, Better Better. It's my favorite song off that album. Um... Joanne, Lady Gaga. Oh, you should let Jason go off. No, I'm not. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything except that "Perfect Illusion" is the best lead single ever. I thought. I thought Joanne was good. I definitely think it was different from what I'm expecting, but um, a lot of songs on it, like "Dancing in Circles," I loved. Um, I will not comment. All right, (laughs) we'll politely move on. Um, We should talk. Let's talk about like in um, because. We gotta. We unfortunately. I have to. We, know, I have we, to we should wrap to this up. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about like an album that people should check out that we're not on like most of the lists? Like, yeah. Let's do some right, breaks. Hit, yeah. Hit me. With well, you guys. Jason. Well, I want to hear what you guys have to say. Uh. Well, I mean, I think No Name was on a lot of lists, but I would That's recommend one, that album. And also, as far as jazz, I would say, you know, mm. not that anyone listening to this cares about jazz, but if they were to. Um, ben Wendell and Steve Lehman both put out very good albums this year. Both saxophone players, but I don't know anything about either of those people. Can I know. Are they like why, newer? That's why we're they, doing this. Are they older or like what's No, their... they're new. Um, I mean, new-ish. They're both kind of like late twenties, early thirties. Um, and Ben Wendell is just kind of like he is chill, but not boring. It is like smooth jazz if you don't like smooth jazz, you know, like just kind of like very lyrical and melodic um, and about the composition as much as the improvisation. But um, yeah, just really, really nice album. And then Steve did an album that was like it had a Senegalese MC and also this guy from Brooklyn. I don't remember their names off the top of my head, but it was so it was kind of like jazz hip hop mashup but it's like super super out and cool and great and works well and is not corny so yeah cool what do you got joe um i would say i write these things down because i forget things so easily um so i'm looking at what i wrote down that i like this year and i would say the y oak the new y oak album tween is beautiful and really fun i listened to that again because i really liked their last album yeah it's just it's uh it's a really different eclectic but kind of like bedroomy sound yeah um and the other thing i would say they didn't have a new album this year but they had two new singles and of course i can't remember what the name so let me look what those up but the group power bottom who are like kind of a a punky power pop group uh, the new song that I adored was called Projection, 
And they also had another one called New Hampshire, and both of those were just like astounding and incredible. Astounding. So, just like, well, there's not, there wasn't a lot of good, just like straightforward rock this year. And like, they definitely fall into, like, the image wise, like, they're nothing straightforward. But in terms of the sound, like, yeah, it's just like, you're like, yes, that is a solid, well executed rock song. Well, um, there you go. So I would recommend those. Nice, man. Uh, my two are, uh, so. Um, I really love these are two albums in my top 10 personally uh, the King album We Are King like spacey R&B female trio and it's, they're just unbelievable like I think that they're they had a single a couple years ago that's on the album called In the Meantime and it's just very lush and, and beautiful and I've just been listening to this album nonstop. I like all those words so I'm yeah. gonna go check that out uh, yeah check out We Are King they're the best they're up for a Grammy which is great really? for best like That's urban good. contemporary album I think mm-hmm. uh, so very cool and then one of my personal favorites is uh, the M83 album Junk I was like, waiting for you to get around yeah to let's go I do like that let's album let's go but um, I, lo- I do love how like cheesy it is like purposefully cheesy I just I, I think that it's just such an interesting concept for like an electronic record basically like Saturday morning cartoon pop like mm-hmm. and it's just it, it, but and it's done so well and like you know has it done so well no it, it's done so well it has not done oh, okay. so well yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in terms of following up like midnight city and something like that like they clearly didn't try to but there are some there are some really really great songs on there and uh i've i i, I think i've seen m83 live more times than any artist this year and like every time i just think they're unbelievable so mm. yeah junk check it out I didn't know why like critics did not like that album. They did not like it at all. I I, was I, all I agree with it. you. I thought it was very good. It's not one yeah. of my top, but I, I thought it was great. So good. Uh, another left field one before we leave you. Uh, the sound, and I still haven't seen the movie, but I just, <laughs> this is so weird. Um, the soundtrack to the movie Jackie, starring Natalie Portman, is by I've M- heard the score, Mika it's really Levy. good. It's incredible. Like, I, she had this band called Mikachu and the Shapes a few years ago that I was obsessed Whoa, with. Oh, I didn't know it was her. And that is the, the lead wow. singer from that. She's classically trained. Uh, she also she did, did the score for Under the Skin, which was remarkable. So it's, it's really, yeah. it's just really like a fantastic listen. Cool. It's a quick one. Well, like you know, another left field pick. For the fourth year in a row, the best song of the year is Body Party. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Very bold. Um, Very bold. Yeah, well, if we're being honest, I mean, I think I tweeted this a while back. I was like, I mean, my number one album of 2016 is Anani's Hopelessness, but really my number one album of 2016 was Donna Summer's Bad Girls. So, <laughs> as it has been running number one album for the last three years. My number so. one song will always be Body Party, now and forever. Yeah. Because, you know. Some things are just undeniable. Toast to that. Mike um, Will making it is one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Will making it. All right. Um, so, yeah, we're approaching the end of the year. If you have stuff that you loved, um, please tweet it at us. Any recommendations or thoughts on the yeah. stuff we talked about? Uh, and thanks so much for listening. And I hope your 2017 is better than your 2016. Yeah. Yay. And uh, we will see you next time. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.